Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief. Of course, here on the EKN Radio Network, my name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole as we hop in to another one of our, our review podcasts. It is uh, episode number 53, actually July the 30th, 2019. David Cole has made it home from Newcastle Motorsports Park from the finale, the last event of the this year's United States Pro Kart Series, the Hoosier Grand Prix, again at Newcastle. And uh, we'll get ready to jump into this, but let's start by saying that this week's show is presented by CompCart. Since 2005, J3 Competition has captured major victories and championships on and off the racetrack, redefining the industry with each move. The company took its unparalleled knowledge and brand recognition and developed its own chassis line, the CompCart. The CIK FIA homologated brand has been winning ever since. Visit J3Competition.com for more on the fastest-growing chassis line in the world. All right, David Cole, you're in. Get off the bench. Uh, Good weekend down at Newcastle, the first of many (laughs) this fall. The first of four. That's, yeah, you know, so a quarter of the way done. That's right. Uh, Got this one in. Got it in with no rain. Perfect weather conditions all weekend long. So really only the second time this year that I've been to a race without rain. (laughs) The first was the last USPKS race that was at GoPro Motorplex. So, uh, so I went two for three on that with no rain. Everything else is rain. So yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just you know the USPKS thing or what. I don't know. Well, it has been raining around the country. It's been hot. It's been raining. So yeah, you you definitely draw it wherever you go. Let's uh, let's jump into this again. This is the uh, the debrief podcast. Uh, David's going to kind of kind of bring us up to speed on everything that happened at Newcastle Motorsports Park, the finale for the USPKS at the Hoosier Grand Prix at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, David, great numbers. This program's got lots of momentum right now. Good stat. Just a really, really good program. Yeah, the momentum lies right now with the numbers. And this weekend was a new series record. Uh, breaking the uh, total number of entries to 181 entries on the weekend, uh, beating out GoPro by two, which was in uh, June. So basically last month, um, the, the whole season was really a record because, again, Ocala was uh, the best it had been uh, of its two uh, events with the series. Uh, so you you just, again, we've talked about it many times Less is more, and I think the three events that the United States Pro Kart Series has equates to more competition and just, you know, all out a better overall feel for a, a championship program. Nice, and I, and I agree, and, and we're seeing other, other organizations do that, just kind of trimming down a little bit. When you're a national program or a regional program, you, you know, you want to, you know, national programs don't want to take away from regional programs. They want to kind of complement. Same goes for a regional program not stealing away drivers from the clubs. You want the club drivers to get a chance to run regional events, but you don't want to dominate it to the, the point that they don't run club racing anymore because it's counterproductive for the, uh, you know, for the solidity and of, of the sport. So uh, three races, uh, they've got themselves into a really good groove. As you said, David, 181, a new series record for the final round. You got to expect that they're going to come out of the gate very strongly in 2020. And I sent a message over to Mark Coates and Tim Coy and, earlier today, just to say to them, hey, you know what, guys, congratulations on putting this great program together because a solid series like that is just good for the sport. Well, yeah, looking at the numbers, uh, it, you know, it's easy because it's all IAMI based. So all the engines are are based around the IAMI platform. 
Uh, and Pro hit the th- over 30 driver mark again with the 32 at Newcastle. The, the largest category was actually X30 Junior with 34. Uh, so there's a lot of junior racers that were there this weekend because uh, K100 Junior had a increase of nine from last year's uh, category. So they had 23. Uh, which I believe was wow. a season high for that category. And then K100 Senior nearly hit the 30 mark with 29 in that division as well. So uh, the the lowest number we had was 15 in micro, but everything else was above 20 or at 20 or above. So, uh, um, you know, you look at the numbers to last year, um, it was about a 30 number, 30 driver increase or 30 entry number increase which averaged to about four per class. And that's about what uh, we got other than micro swift being uh, the same as last year. Yeah. And looking at your numbers, Dave, every class up, but micro, as you said, which I think is great. That's, that's huge. Well, it just, yeah, it was, uh, you know, that's, that's again, I, you know, being Newcastle, it's July, you know, they, they have all the, all the factors just came together to make it uh, a record breaking event. Yeah, perfect storm, right? Everything everything worked out well. But and again, a good a good cap to the the USPKS season, of course, David. We're going to jump into the paddock pass after this quick break. Dave will give us the race report. We'll wrap things up, but lots of news and lots of racing to talk about because again, the finale. So David will talk championships as well. Uh, there you go, folks. We're underway. Episode number fifty three of the EKN debrief. After this quick break, we'll come back and David will run us through the paddock pass. In a sport where the difference between winning and losing is measured in hundreds of a second, you can't afford to leave anything on the table. You invest in the best equipment, the lightest components, and top-of-the-line data acquisition systems. Anything to find one more tenth, right? I'll tell you right now, the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art speed sports racing park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy uses the very best equipment, Burrell Art Carts. They offer half-day, one-day, two-day, and three-day clinics. They have a one-on-one student-to-instructor ratio, and they will design a customized curriculum for each student. Allen Rudolph is one of the most respected people in the sport, and he has nearly 20 years' experience training drivers, including Chase Elliott, Neil Alberico, Austin Versteeg, and Sabre Cook, and rising stars like Pietro Fittipaldi. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Start off your season with a driver tune-up. Tune-up your season with some driver coaching. Or get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866 866- 607-7223. For more information, visit speedsportsracingpark.com slash racing hyphen academy. If you want to drive the best, drive a CRG. Our countless race wins and championships prove this fact, including taking the KZ Finals at the Scusa Super Nationals and the CIK World Championships in both 2016 and 2017. Our material is second to none. After years of independent American importers, CRG is now managed directly by the factory and run out of our state-of-the-art headquarters in Texas. CRG Nordam is the American arm of the CRG factory in Italy 
and we're serious about success. We stock a wide variety of parts and all of our chassis, from the CRG Hero for the Mini categories, to the Heron for Tag Racing, the Road Rebel for Gearbox Competition, and the new FS4, which has been designed specifically for American four-cycle Briggs Racing. If you're ready to step up to the national level, do it with a factory race team that competes across the USA. CRG Nordam is a full factory effort with the best personnel and the finest equipment. We're serious about winning, and you should be too. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience. We can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com, where all of our products are just a mouse click away and we ship daily. We're constantly adding new products to our online store, so keep checking back. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find Molecule Cleaning Products, minus 273 racing gloves, Micron gauges and components, and both MG and Bridgestone tires. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come and join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for many years, from providing a helping hand on weekday test outing or at a club event, to full arrive and drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2019, we'll be attending the Superkart USA Winter Series, WK Manufacturers Cup, United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Kart Racing Series. And we'd love to have you under our tent at Merlin Nation. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 53 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us his full review of the 2019 United States Pro Kart Series finale, the Hoosier Grand Prix from Newcastle Motorsports Park. As we jump into the paddock pass, let's first talk about our presenting sponsor of this particular segment. It is Bell Racing USA. Be confident in the risks you take on the track, knowing that you're not taking a risk with your safety. Bell Racing USA designs and develops innovative, technically superior helmets to maximize protection and enhance drivers' performance. Curious why the world's best race car drivers use Bell? Bell Racing USA has the lightest helmets with the highest standards in all of motorsports. Check out the only CMR-rated all-carbon helmet in the world, the new KC7 Carbon CMR. That helmet, joined by the youth, uh, the GP2 Youth, the K. C7 CMR and the RS7K for adults, and you won't find a better product to keep you safe behind the wheel. Check out Bell online at bellracing.com and give them a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bell Racing USA HQ. All right, David, we were rocking our bells the last couple of weeks at uh, Battle of the Brickyard. I had mine on at, uh, at, at the Texas Pro Car Challenge race at Amarillo as well. Uh, we'll be doing some more racing before the season's all done, but how about you jump into the paddock pass? What was some of the stuff that you were able to see from from where you were covering the race and maybe going around through the paddock uh, throughout the weekend? Well, I guess since you t- started talking about safety, we can kind of get into where some drivers may need some new helmets uh, <laughs> coming, coming after this weekend. Uh, it was a very uncharacteristic 
uncharacteristic number of red flags on the weekend. Uh, something we haven't seen at the USPKS program for a number of years um, uh, were, were the number of red flags that we did have on the weekend. Um, you know, you, you could kind of say it, it had to do with the the larger numbers. Obviously, with, with bigger fields, you have more carts that are to kind of able to pile on top of one another. Uh, so that kind of, you know, factors into, into maybe some of the incidents that took place, but really I think the number of injuries just, just, you know, it just happened to be, you know, they, they happen, they can happen anywhere. Um, Connor Ferris had went on his head in one of the first pre-finals of the weekend, uh, and came out there with a, uh, very severe broken arm. So he'll be, uh, cast up from the shoulder down to the hand for a while there. Ouch. Uh, James Moss broke his hand uh, during the final in micro swift on Saturday. Uh, so he's going to be out for about six weeks. Uh, Aaron Brumberic went over uh, in the same turn at Connor Ferris did scoreboard corner. Uh, his was kind of more of a, of, of a jam pile, you know, kind of mid pack in that uh, X 30 field and just had nowhere to go and kind of went over. And I believe had a couple of ribs broken, maybe in that, and then a few other minor injuries on the weekend as well. So, um, you know, in all, I mean, you could look at it as it was, you know, everybody was able to, to survive. No real major injuries other than maybe the broken hand and the broken arm. But, uh, you know, still all in all, you know, uh, safety equipment's keeping everybody safe. Everybody was able to walk up and 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 get to to be taken care of metal, medically wise. And, and yep. so... Nothing very serious uh, throughout the weekend, so that's good for the number of red flags that we did have. Obviously, when you have more numbers, there's more opportunity, right? There's just simply more drivers on the racetrack, more race groups. There's a possibility to to have uh, that happen. But as you said, too, David, before we kind of got rolling here, it's you know it's Newcastle, and everybody's got a really good setup. They we've been running at Newcastle for many years. It's not like it's a huge surprise. You can dial things in, and when the competition uh, at this level is so tight. It just makes it tougher, right? Because guys are going to be maybe make lower, more low percentage moves and attempt to overtake. Uh, it just kind of sets yourselves up for potential issues. And and you know, uh, we've we've been out of these races. You you always hope that at the end of the weekend you can say there were no red flags. Shame that we couldn't say that this particular weekend at USPKS. But again, happy to hear that everybody, even though they were injured, are going to be okay. And and we'll, we'll you know when they're done getting mended up, they'll be back on track. Yeah. And kind of to go along with that point was my, was one of my other points that I was going to make in the paddock pass was, you know, the Newcastle kind of feels like it's like the South guard of the U S you know, everybody knows that baseline setup for this facility. (laughs) So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a good welcome home type feel for, for, for some drivers who may have struggled throughout the year uh, because we saw a number of drivers who, who sparked up and were right there uh, in contention all weekend long from all categories from all the way from x30 pro all the way down to micro swift so we saw you know it it, as you said it helps bunch up the field a little bit more because i think you know everybody has a stranglehold on on what the national layout brings you and really just the newcastle facility itself because we we know how it changes weather wise and 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 setup wise people are pretty much on it and again the, the the engine packages and the chassis that we have everything's very similar and equal uh, to one another. So there's not that, that big gap or diversity, uh, between, um, between the fast guys and the slow guys. What was the overall vibe in the paddock? Everybody pretty happy with, uh, USPKS and the, the kind of the way the season's been so far or has, uh, it's, it's over now. Well, again, 
Yeah, again, record breaking numbers, you know, you know, it, it, it gives that certain uh, mentality of, wow, this is a big race. Yeah. And, and you can kind of feel that, uh, you know, walking through the paddock, because again, this is the, the first of what could be three weeks for a lot of people who are going to be at Newcastle Agreed, yeah. uh, over the next three weeks. But, but I think everybody was really happy to be there because as I heard one person tell me, say, this is an event that I'm happy to be at. And it's not an event that I have to be at. So, you know, it's there, they were there because they wanted to race their type mentality. I like that. And so, it, you know, I think that's kind of the, the mantra that is the USPKS is, is people are racing there because they want to race there. They're not racing there because they have to be there. Interesting. And, and David, you did mention uh, kind of a busy three week schedule, not just a three week schedule in the sport. It's like everything's focused right on Newcastle Motorsports Park right now. You, you know, you just left the USPKS event. This weekend, the Scusa Great Lakes Pro Car Challenge is running. There's also an event, I think, the, the, the Rotax uh, uh, Stars and Stripes Open is this weekend as well. And then uh, the following weekend is going to be Scusa Summer Nationals. A lot of racing going on, number one, at, uh, in Indiana, but of course with the Rotax guys as well. There's a lot going on over the next couple of weeks. Yes, it's a busy three weeks. And so I think, you know, obviously the first week, everybody has that that energy going. So that kind of helps, you know, with, with the weekend. So we'll see, you know, how people's uh, attitudes are come, you know, August, uh, August, what, 11. <laughs> yeah, you know, so at the end of the summer, Nats, that's right. They're kind of burned out, right? Yeah. So we'll see how people's uh, attitudes are after that weekend. All right, David, giving us some input here, folks, for the uh, the Paddock Pass again. The Paddock Pass brought to you by Bell Racing USA. After this break, it's time to it's time to start talking about racing. David's going to fill us in on who was good, who was able to get into the podiums, who was able to win some races, and who was able to win some championships. We'll uh, we'll get to that right after this break. The Kart Republic has arrived in the USA, and it's been taking the world by storm. Kart Sport North America is the country's importer and distributor for Dino Chiesa's Kart Republic chassis, and as a leader in American karting, they are focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. Kart Republic racked up an unprecedented amount of championships in its first season in 2018, ranging from the Scusa Winter Series in X30 Senior, the United States Pro Kart Series in Mini Swift and X30 Pro, the FIA European Championship, and the FIA World Championship in OK Senior. Whether you'd like to find out the Kart Republic dealer closest to you or schedule an arrive-and-drive package with its official North American race team, contact Kart Sport North America through their official website, kartsportna.com. You've heard the term bucket list. In karting, it refers to the Rock Island Grand Prix. The world's largest street race for karting will host its 25th edition this coming Labor Day weekend, and you owe it to yourself to be there. The Rock Island Grand Prix lands on the weekend of August 30 and September 1, and everyone in the Mississippi River City is ready to welcome grassroots racers as well as some of the best shifter kart drivers from North America to their home race. A total of 17 race groups are set to tackle the city streets of Rock Island, Illinois over two full days of exciting competition. The volunteer-based committee and their passionate crew turns their streets into a racing festival overnight as drivers compete for the coveted Rock Trophy. Categories range from the popular Briggs 206, Margay Ignite, and Yamaha classes to Tag, KA100, Shifter Divisions, and the famed King of the Streets main event. 
It's the most fun you can have on and off the track. It's the Rock Island Grand Prix. Learn more by visiting rockislandgrandprix.com. And if you're a passionate kart racer, it's time to cross this one off your bucket list. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are used as the official spec tire in the United States Pro Kart Series, the Route 66 Sprint Series, the Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium HCI Red, the soft FC Yellow, or the super soft Green YZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief, episode number, what, 53, July the 30th right now. We are past the mid part of the uh, the summer, getting ready to roll into the to August, uh, the hot days of August, but some awesome racing coming up, of course. David, again, this uh, getting ready to go here with the race report presented by Precision Karting Technologies. With over 40 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Karting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, and bearings were the source for axle components in the USA. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family-owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. All right, David, PKT, our sponsor of our race report here today. Let's get things kicked off. You're going to rock and roll through what well, we're going to start with X30 Pro, X30 Junior, K100 Senior, K100 Junior. Have a quick break, and we'll come back with Masters, Mini, and Micro Swift. So let's, you, uh, let's get started. Let's go with the, with the headline, X30 Pro. Well, again, the X30 Pro had over 30 drivers once again, so a very competitive field. Uh, Saturday began with Jake Venberg setting fast time in qualifying and then a pretty good pre-final race uh, that saw Alex Bertignoli uh, score the victory in his Kart Republic uh, with Kart Sport North America. But the the main event ended up being a three-driver kind of breakaway towards the end. Uh, Zachary Hollingshead and uh, Brandon Jarzakrak, the top two drivers in the championship chase, they were kind of fighting back and forth for the lead. Uh, with Venberg kind of just sitting there waiting in the wings, waiting for something to happen. Well, it, it kind of did happen as Venberg was able to uh, make it three wide at the finish and nip both Hollingshead and Jarzakrak to score the victory, his first wow. with, uh, with at the United States Pro Kart Series uh, aboard his Franklin Motorsports Cosmic. Wow, that's uh, that's a solid. I love the three wide finishes. That, that's what this that track just plays to it, doesn't it? I love Newcastle. That's that's pretty much how almost all the races finish <laughs> with uh, anybody. If it was more than two drivers, yeah, it was pretty much a three wide finish. Right, so right. uh, how about Sunday? That's that that's basically become Newcastle, is, right? uh, as we know with with where the the start finish line has now been moved uh, after some years uh, being right there in front of that racers grill. Which is where I really think it should still be, but it is what it is. I you guess. You think? Well, really? You think? You think it should be back around the corner again? Still? I do. I mean, it because it sets up for that last 
corner yeah. right in front of everybody. Yeah. Rather than every, every, a lot of people are making either the move down at I-70, which is almost, it feels like a mile away <laughs> and you can't see it, or it's just yet, you know, that, you know, I'm going to sit and we'll talk about it in another race, but I'm going to sit here until the last lap and, and just draft for the win. Yeah. You know what? I don't, I, I liked it on the front straightaway because you get that, you can get the over under too, right? So if a guy makes the big move on you and the, the draft move, but if he goes too deep in the corner, you can do the over under and come back. Exactly. That's, that's, you know, it, 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 I think it provided more exciting finishes. Now the, the, where the straightaway is, it provides closer finishes. Cause like when you look at time wise, yes. as, as we'll get into uh, throughout the race report. Okay, go for it. All right, let's go to Sunday. So Sunday, uh, so actually Saturday, Brandon Lemke, who showed up late, was flying in from South Carolina as he had his stock car race down there. So flew in Saturday morning, missed qualifying, got into a wreck in the pre-final, trying to make his way up through. And then guy, I believe, got up to like 12th in the main event on Saturday, but was among the quickest carts uh, once he got there on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, he started out... Uh, with a blistering lap and qualifying to set uh, fast time there, but it was actually Jace Denmark Gessel, the Californian who came out uh, to, uh, to race with USBKS who scored the pre-final win. Uh, it was really dicey there in the main event uh, to begin with, but really Lemke uh, was able to uh, establish himself as a top dog and drive away uh, to the victory. Uh, a late charge by Denmark Gessel uh, kind of, Took Lemke by surprise, but uh, Lemke was able to hold him off uh, at the start at the finish line for the victory. Uh, Alex Bertignoli had a late charge as well too. He was able to steal the third spot away from Hollingshead, so that had a little bit of championship implications because ah. Brandon Jarzakrak was in the top six, but with two to go, had his chain expire and was coasting uh, across the start-finish line with two laps to go. So he recorded a DNF. Essentially, Jarzakrak won the championship by 17 points. So the pass didn't really make any difference, but still something could, you know, if if a couple of bumper penalties or this or that. But uh, Hollingshead still came up short, uh, thus giving Jarzakrak the championship, his third straight uh, with the series. Uh, so Hollingshead ended up second, and then Jake Venberg uh, had a DNF on Sunday, thus, uh, but still ended up third in the championship. Uh, Money-wise on the weekend, because again, USBKS does money for X30 Pro and X30 Junior. Hollingshead was the overall weekend winner, winning 2500 Alex Bertignoli second with 1250 and then Jake Venberg was 750 Wow. What about uh, prizes for the championship? How does you, USPKS, do you get to pick your prize? Is that, how's it go for USPKS? So yeah, you, the champion, the champion gets first pick, uh, second place gets second pick and then third place gets, uh, gets whatever is left over. Okay. Uh, of crack having been to IAMI international international final the last two years, elected to go with an engine. Um, and thus Zachary Hollingshead took the IME international final ticket to France and v- Jake Venberg ended up taking the winner circle, which is complete entry and tires for 2020. Man, that's a great lineup, right? Wow. Just, uh, rolling out the, rolling out the awards. That's fantastic. Good stuff. Uh, and congrats again to, uh, to Brandon Jarsakrak three in a row. That guy's, uh, he's a shoe. He's, he's pretty decent actually. Jarsakrak. <laughs> 
Yeah, not bad. He's sitting second to uh, to Ryan Norberg in the Scusa standings. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a, more of a challenge. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to need a little bit of help uh, with a little bit of a big difference uh, between their two point standings going in. But uh, yeah, again, jars of crack probably, uh, you know, top five in the country over the last probably five years. Yeah, indeed. Let's uh, let's have a look at the other category, money category. You said that both X30 Pro and X30 Jun- Junior are running for the money. Let's have a look at the junior class. Give me the uh, give me your report from junior. Junior class uh, really was a pain in the ass all weekend long, to be honest. Uh, two, <laughs> Straight up. Two red, cool. Well, you know, two red flags yeah. in the first pre-final alone. Oh, man. Uh, another in the pre-final on Sunday. Just, you know, again, guys just kind of just not driving with their heads on, I guess. So, uh, again, the the one was a fit, the Connor Ferris flip uh, that happened in the first pre-final. So that was early on in that pre-final. And then another incident brought out another red flag, thus ending that race short. Um, Hayden Jones actually came out, uh, as the winner in the pre-final after Brooke, uh, jo- excuse me, John Burke won the race, but a pushback bumper penalty took him, took the win away for him, gave it to Hayden Jones. Okay. Main event basically was just Luca Mars. Luca Mars was able to, uh, to battle with John Burke and top qualifier Brent Cruz and was able to nip both of them at the line for the photo finish, uh, scoring his first victory in his first season start because he has yet been to a uh, USPKS race on the year. Cruz ended up finishing second and John Burke in third, which really would play into the championship chase on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Um, any other notes from that that, that first race? Uh, yes. 18 pushback bumper penalties in the final alone. So... Wow. That kind of just shows you how aggressive a lot of the kids were uh, throughout the weekend. <laughs> Why I said it was yeah. a shit show uh, to begin with. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's a lot. That's crazy. Uh, did they calm down on Sunday at all? Like, did anybody talk to them? What? So what was what was the what was the call for Sunday? Well, I think Sunday. Yeah, things just kind of calmed down a little bit more. I don't okay. know. Uh, I don't. There was you know again no drivers meeting. Nobody was talking to anybody. But I think they just kind of drove a little bit better. Uh, kind well, of with got their the penalties, heads. right? They yeah. got the penalties. Like yeah. So, so yeah, go. I mean, you know, again, a lot of these kids are finding the limits on the pushback because they're, they're trying to see how hard they can hit one another again too. Cause that's the other, uh, situation, uh, you know, how, yeah. how hard you can hit a guy before your bumper gets pushed in. <laughs> that's, that's, of course, right? I mean, you do, you, you, you think you'd want to do that in warm up, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. How'd things go for Sunday? Who, uh, who came out of the gate? So Sunday ended up began with sorry not and it began with uh, Kiffin Simpson uh, scoring the fast lap and qualifying again another red flag in the prefinal this time with a wild wreck by Jace Park who was actually leading the lap before the red flag came out but got shuffled back and him and Luca Mars got connected uh, going through the kink after the cell tower corner. So that that uphill downhill section that we can we can barely see uh, from our our champions tower, uh, all you saw was the bottom of Jace's Jace Park's cart just doing cartwheel after cartwheel. Luckily for him, he got thrown out of the cart right away. So basically, all he had up was a little banged up knee uh, when he got ejected from the cart. But the cart was yep. uh, pretty much unusable anymore. <laughs> So uh, okay. again, you know, safety, you know, he was able to walk away with, with no injuries. 
so it was good. It was a good red flag considering the situation it was in. Uh, so Mark, yep. so Park okay. actually lost the race because you can't win the race if you cause a red flag, thus giving the victory to the win to John Burke, which was good for Burke, who came into the into the race leading the championship points. And what we thought was going to be a healthy margin until the race began, contact between Burke and Simpson uh, locked them up on the exit of turn two, thus dropping them back, I believe, to outside the top 20. This allowed Brent Cruz to get away and basically lead the rest, the remainder of the race, scoring uh, the victory. His first win, ironically, of the year in the category. Uh, Burke then was hustling his way up through the field as as much as he could. Basically needed to get up to 11th place and got up to 13th before the checkered flag fell. Thus, Cruz won the championship by eight points over John Burke. Damn, that's close. And you hate to hear that it comes with an incident early on, but uh, I bet John was on a, a tear trying to come back to the front. He was, you know, he did the best he could. And ironically, there weren't any bumper penalties that, you know, moved him up even even further, which, you know, we sat there after the end of the race, you know, going, this is this is unofficial because who knows, you know, we had 18 penalties on Saturday, how many yep. penalties we were going to get on Sunday. That's it. Uh, unfortunately for him, there weren't uh, any above him to help move him up, thus giving Cruz the, the championship by eight points. But when you look at the points, uh, further, Cruz had fast lap and qualifying three times on the year, which is 30 extra bonus points. I believe Burke maybe had it once. So that could have been, you know, you can't just look at it that one main event yeah, while it exactly. does end that way. You kind of have to look at the year, full year, and Cruz being able to score three pole positions certainly helped give him the championship. There it is. So uh, Cruz, Burke, and Simpson, top three in the points. What did they decide to do? Prize-wise. Cruz will return to France where he was a mini Swift champion or 60 mini, however they they call the category over there at the IME International Final. Uh, So he's going to return. I'm not quite sure age-wise where he will be, if he'll have to race in the mini category or if he's allowed to run in junior. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to see where that, that age situation lines up for him but he's going he's going to france no matter what uh john burke took the winner's circle so he'll be racing usbks all 2020 and kiffin simpson ended up winning the engine uh and again the money class cruise took home the 2500 dollars mars 1250 and turlecki with uh, a pretty good weekend was right there uh on sunday so he got caught up in that burke and simpson contact but uh, was able to escape with uh 750 dollars on the weekend Nice. So some cash went out, some good prizes going out there as well. Of course, the IAMI International Final event that Dave was talking about. Two more categories in this particular section of the EKN debrief. Again, David uh, giving us his report from the United States Pro Kart Series finale, the Hoosier Grand Prix in Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, first of three races that will be happening at that uh, that venue. Uh, David, let's jump now into the KA100 Senior Class. You mentioned some pretty good numbers for KA100 Senior. We'll follow with Junior. 29 drivers in KA100 Senior for Newcastle. Yeah, nearly nearly that 30-driver mark. And I think, you know, that's another category that we're going to see uh, numbers increase when we get into 2020. Um, this weekend, though, really good racing all around. We were actually just able to see some drivers uh, pull away 
especially in the main events, which was shocking because this engine package is so close. But again, boils down to driver and chassis setup, really. And uh, we saw Garrett Adams being one of those top drivers all weekend long. Garrett Adams was able to win the prefinal after Alex Kardashian set fast time in qualifying, both of them making their USPKS debuts on the year. Uh, but in the end, Adams was run down by championship leader Blake Hunt, who started the main event in the eighth spot. They uh, basically came down to the wire with uh, Hunt able to edge Adams out at the line with uh, Stephen Dial, again, another racer making his USPKS debut uh, on the year, finishing up uh, in third on Saturday. Solid run for uh, for Hunt to come back from eighth. That's a that's a deep starting spot to be able to run someone down. That's that's a nicely uh, nicely done for him. Yeah, Obviously and it, big big frame of the points too, right? Yeah, it's set up for a pretty even or easy Sunday for for Blake, who uh, came into the to the final day with a, a pretty large lead over Josh Hotes, and Hunt kind of took qualifying a little bit easy. If not, he maybe might have had a problem because he ended up twentieth in the session. So. Not sure if he was just doing it to save tires or what, but uh, came out to session 20th. But up front, it was, again, Garrett Adams, who uh, who was setting the pace throughout the day. Adams set fast time in qualifying, won the prefinal, and pretty much led every lap except the last. Uh, as, <laughs> again? As Stephen Dial was uh, was the top challenger, he and Adams were pushed pushed out and got away from the rest of the field again. Uh, but Dial was able to move that, uh, put in a slingshot move again, coming out of I-70 and and beat Adams to the line to uh, to score his first series victory. So uh, again, Adams came up short both days, but again, a solid, pretty pretty solid day for for him to end up second both days. Uh, but again, Blake Hunt uh, just found his way back up onto the podium. So that's six straight podiums on the year for Blake Hunt as he uh, wrapped up the championship. Uh, beating out Josh Hotz by 173 points. Uh, Matt, one story was Matthew Mockaby, who injured his hand on Saturday in the X30 class, uh, had Jake Venberg sub for him in the final on Saturday, and Jake went from, I believe, last to ninth, giving him some solid points. So uh, Mockaby came back and raced, raced on Sunday and was able to secure the third spot in the championship chase. Solid, solid. Good for Blake Hunt. That's uh, That's a strong season. Uh, on that Tony car for him to be able to win the championship in KA 100 senior. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably see many of the same drivers we saw in X30 C, uh, junior running in the, in the KA 100 senior, at least a couple of them. How did things go in that KA 100 junior class? Yeah, Brent Cruz was the championship leader in this category coming into the weekend and was once again a quick driver in qualifying, setting fast time on Saturday. Uh, had the victory in the pre-final, but a pushback bumper penalty dropped him down, giving the win to Connor Zillage. But really, it was Logan Adams who, who shined in the main event uh, with Cruz getting that pushback bumper penalty, put him about fifth in the grid and was involved in an opening lap incident and recorded the DNF. So was unable to complete a single lap in the main event. Okay. Uh, so that kind of set allowed Adams to, to break away with Kiffin Simpson. Uh, as they pulled away, or oh, and also Connor Zillage. Connor Zillage was there, so it was a three-driver breakaway. Um, Adams actually went from third to first in that final corner, that I-70 corner, uh, as Simpson and Zillage drifted wide. Adams took advantage, beat both of them to the checkered flag for his uh, first series victory in the category. Simpson came across second with Zillage in third. 
Uh, good to see great racing up front. I like the, I like this move from P3 to P1 in, in the I-70 corner. That's a that's an aggressive move. What about uh, Sunday? Did the same kind of lineup uh, find them, find their way to the front? Yeah, it was just similar drivers that were up front again on Sunday. Cruz, once again, quickest in qualifying. It's kind of getting <laughs> redundant with that, but that's <laughs> what it is. Uh, winning the pre-final this time, no pushback bumper penalty, so he was able to retain that pole position. But some interesting opening lap kind of shuffled up the field, and it was like a three wide by three rows going into turn one after the opening lap. I'm not quite sure why it, it checked up the way it is. But we had some contact going through the corner and Connor Zillage got the worst of it uh, and was out of the race right after the opening lap. That kind of shuffled up the field, allowing Kiffin Simpson and Logan Adams to break away. It looked like Adams might be setting up for uh, you know a run at the end, but Simpson was able to, uh, to maintain some consistent lap times and, and get away uh, to uh, score the victory. So Adams had to settle for second with uh, Brent Cruz completing the podium in third. Cruz, uh, the win of the championship again, add another one to the resume. Yeah. The DNF didn't really hurt his, uh, standing so much. And especially with Zillage who came into the, I believe who came into, uh, the final as the top challenger in the standings, uh, his DNF certainly helped, uh, Cruz and it actually dropped Zillage down, I believe to fourth in the standings as Tyler Wettengel, Ended up second in the championship with Weston Workman uh, finishing third. All right, folks, we've got four of our seven categories reviewed by David Cole from the finale of the USPKS Series, the 2019 edition of the program, the Hoosier Grand Prix at Newcastle Motorsports Park, the finale. When we get back after this break, David's going to roll out some, uh, some information on what happened in X30 Master, Mini Swift, and Micro Swift. Don't go anywhere. We are still working our way through. Episode number 53 of the EKN Debrief. Cartlift has been designing, engineering, and building innovative cart stands since 2003. Our flagship model Winchlift LT is the motorized workhorse of our cart stand lineup and should be the foundation of your karting program. When it comes to test days or race days, the Winchlift is an invaluable tool that allows you to head to the track to test and tune anytime, knowing that your cart will easily be lifted with the press of a button. Add our innovative winch stacker, and now you can double stack two carts on top of a folded down Winchlift, saving space in your trailer or garage. If a lifting cart stand isn't for you, then one of our traditional folding scissor stands double or triple stacker stands or upright stand should fill the need every one of our card stands features flat free wheels and casters and a durable powder coat finish check out our full stand lineup as well as our chassis skid plates tire changers and accessories at cartlift.com that's www.cartlift.com are you looking for a new card shop one that treats you like you're an important customer if so Look no further than Acceleration Car Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time karting business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Car Racing, we're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. 
We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, engines and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, IAMI, MG Tires, Avinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tillet, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and KNN. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shopakr.com. Again, shopakr.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. Shopakr.com. Kometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder-specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship-winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined as always by David Cole. He was trackside at Newcastle Motorsports Park for the first of four events that he'll be at Newcastle with uh, this particular year. Uh, David, uh, a great weekend, as you said, nice weather, a little windy, but otherwise perfect kind of weather to cap off the USPKS season. Uh, This segment of the podcast, the race report brought to you by Precision Karting Technologies. Four down, three to go, David. Let's talk about the old guys, our X30 Masters class. The old guys. Yeah, it was a pretty good good group of drivers. They kept bugging me because it was a hashtag beat David Cole. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they kept they kept wondering where you were because they didn't want me since I was a loser. So I get it. Why would they? When if you're going to have the fastest and best driver at EKN, you got to have me because I obviously well, you you were the top finisher. Yeah, we go. As I kept reminding everybody, I was quicker than you in every session that we had. Here we go. So when you say faster, you are you are telling falsehoods. 
Well, this is true, except for the fact I didn't need to be that fast because normally I was pushing in the draft. And that's how racing goes. I understand it. You beat me position-wise. Yes, I I concur with that assumption and that fact. But it's not assumption. But the assumption that you are faster than me is a lie because I was faster than you all weekend long. And you've said it numerous times, so I want to hear you say it again. You were faster than me. You just didn't have the same level of racecraft that I had. That's fine. And I'll work on that. Yeah. And I'll work on my speed too. Because, you know, as you and Jeffrey said, we're going to you like it's no, like it's no problem. So, so we have a, we have a race coming up again, folks, the cup carts, North America, grand nationals at Newcastle on the first race, uh, first weekend of October, rather David Cole and I will once again, faced off in two Oh six masters. He's running on a CRG. I will be racing uh, on a Ricardo. I believe is my will be my chassis of choice for that particular weekend. So we get another shot at it, dude. Another, another you get another shot to try to beat me. And I think, dude, I'm ten years. I'm ten years old. And I think these like, these guys not, want us to race X thirty Masters, so we're gonna have to do it one of these times. Hell, well, that'll be a while. I'm maybe next year. I gotta get myself in shape. I gotta get. I'm ready to go. I just, I just, we just need a race to do it. Yeah, that's if it was like a ten lapper, I think we'll be good. Yeah, no problem. I'll tell you. 18, 20 laps, that could be tough. All right, let's get into this thing. Let's talk X30 Masters. There were, like you said, there were some good dudes running at USPKS. Well, it was only, I believe, 71 points separating the top six in the championship chase. So we knew every session, every lap was going to be crucial. Uh, Scott Cop ended up stealing the 10 points right away with fast time and qualifying on Saturday. Uh, but he was actually taken, not necessarily taken out, sorry, but... Him and uh, championship leader David Galloina uh, made contact in the opening corner. Galloina, David came down on him a little bit. Uh, that sent Scott uh, out to the outside, which collected Scott Roberts, and they fell to the back of the field. Uh, David was able to pull away and take the win while Scott Cop and, and Scott Roberts had to fight their ways back up from the back of the field. Um, but in the main event, David continued uh, running – quick times, consistent times at his home track and was able to record his second victory of the season. Darren Marcus was a solid second, had a challenged him in his Fullerton uh, in the early laps, early goings, but uh, was unable to uh, keep the pace at the end. Uh, Roberts was able to knife his way up through the field, uh, starting 20th and ended up finishing third. So gained massive amount of points, uh, that he could have not had or could have possibly gone away yeah. um, in the main event uh, with a podium run and another three, solid drive. Three different chassis on the podium as well, David. I always like seeing the the diversity there. Comp cart, Fullerton, and Tony cart. That's solid. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it was, again, and lots of different drivers, lots of different chassis that were battling for, for this championship. Uh, and we, you know, so you take it into Sunday, uh, David Galloway uh, had a pretty good lead. But uh, but Robert still had a chance. Came out of the gates, was qualified fast. Him and uh, him and David went at it in the pre-final. Roberts thought he had a pass made going into turn three, but backed out of it just in the last second. I, and it, ironically, I was taking a photo there, and so it was. He actually, I didn't understand what was going on until I got done taking photos that he had spun right next to me. Um and just was attempting for a pass. It didn't work, backed out of it. And when he, when he hit the brake, it just brought the, the, the ass in around 
and spun him around. So he was facing the wrong way as the rest of the field went past him. Uh, lucky he was able to get up to back up to 10th, but Galloina went on to score the win. Um, just what it was just one of those moves that he didn't have calculated just right. Yeah, um, yeah. But starting 10th was a lot better than starting 20th as he did uh, on Saturday as uh, Roberts was able to get through quickly to what was a six driver lead pack for the, uh, the race win, which included Galloina, Marcus, Cop, Mardan, Roberts, uh, and I believe uh, Jonathan Silva was in there as well, too. So a number of top drivers uh, in that lead group, just everybody just trying to play a little game of chess and, and be in the right position at the right time. That's it. That's uh, it. Scott Cop yep. came to the white flag, thought he was going to lead at the white flag, but David and Roberts drafted past him as they went into the opening corner. And then Roberts made that same move in turn three, but this time held it and got through. Uh, drop dropping uh, David Galloina back a little bit, uh, and Roberts thus went on to uh, score the victory. Marcus slid past Scott Cop for the third spot as Galloina ended up, I believe, finishing fourth, which you know locked up the championship for him. So a big championship for David in his first year in the Masters category. Roberts with the victory and that drive to third on Saturday helped move him up to second in the standings. And Scott Cop completed the championship podium in third. And Galloween is going to France. That's that the plan. Yeah, talking with him, he's, he's like, "I got to take my wife to France." So uh, that's <laughs> you know, it'll be a bit of a vacation, but still, he wants to uh, he wants that international uh, experience. Hasn't been yeah, uh, international racing, so uh, he wants to get that feel while also taking his wife to France. So it's, it's a good win win for, for him, you know. Keep happy wife, that- happy life, right? That's it, dude. That is it. Yeah. So uh, uh, Ro- Roberts ended up in second in points, took the engine, and uh, Scott Cop P3, backed by just four markers, does the winner's circle. Yeah, it's me- a great program. It means he's going to have to race again next year. <laughs> <laughs> no excuse right now, There's right? no excuse for him not to race now. That's funny. All right, uh, good stuff at X30 Master. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the Mini Swift category again. Uh, pretty good numbers there as well, 28 in total at Newcastle for the finale. Yeah, the championship focus was on the top two drivers, really, with Christian Miles and defending champion Kai Sorensen. Basically, they were around each other all weekend long. Uh, so it was kind of we kind of pinpointed on on what would happen between those two. <clears throat> Excuse me. But actually, there's a, a number of drivers that were in contention all weekend long, one of them being Elliot Cox. Uh, the CRG driver was able to score fast time in qualifying. Uh, obviously racing at home, it kind of helps build that confidence back up. And, and so he was one of those drivers that again, you know, get, you go back to Newcastle, you get that, that confidence back. And so Cox was in the, in contention all weekend long. Uh, but Christian miles came out winning the pre-final and what led to a, a wild and crazy finish in the final, we had Christian miles, Kai Sorensen and Sorensen's teammate, Anderson Leonard, making up the lead group. Basically, they came to the, the the line with two laps to go. Some contact between Leonard and Miles going through turn three put Leonard off track and out of the race. And then as they came around to get the white flag, Sorensen came up limp and basically was at a crawl all the way around the one-mile track, nearly Dude. crossing multiple incidents as he didn't exactly get out of the racing line 
as he did it. Uh, but that allowed Miles to go on to to cross the line as the provisional winner. But con but penalty for contact with Leonard took the victory away, thus giving the victory over to Cameron Weinberg, who won the battle that ended up being the battle for second, but really the battle for the win. Uh, so Weinberg was able to score his first victory uh, in the series aboard his nitro cart. And then the two Merlin drivers of Cameron Brinkman and Austin Jurors came across in second and third. So a little bit of, uh, of wildness. Sorensen actually ended up finishing 24th as he was t- able to crawl around the, uh, the track with what was a, a broken crank seal that came out. And oh. uh, yeah, wow. I said, I've seen it happen a number of times in Yamaha's, but I don't think I've ever heard of it in a, in a mini swift, man. So did, did uh, obviously we had this good little lead pack. Did that pack kind of stay together coming on Sunday or did things kind of shake up a little bit? Well, again, they were still focused on Leonard on uh, Sorensen and miles regarding the championship. And yep. we knew the same drivers. Yeah. We're going to come back on Sunday being right there. Uh, Leonard, Leonard bounced back from his DNF on Saturday to set fast time in qualifying. Elliot Cox was right there as well and actually came out as the pre-final winner. Uh, Sorensen had a bit of an issue in the pre-final, spinning, uh, just dropping a wheel on the entry of turn one, causing a double 360 spin and was able to continue on, but dropped a ways back and was able to work his way back up into 13th. That essentially gave Miles a pretty clean ride to the championship, uh, depending on what happened in the main event, of course. But, uh, but Miles was right there uh, racing for the win throughout the main event. It was actually, you know, Sorensen started 13th, knifed his way all the way up through the field, past Miles, past Leonard, uh, and then was fighting with Leonard on the final lap. They came down the the, the the, the straightaway there, Miles was sitting third, just comfortable in third, but but they they crossed each other so much that it allowed him to close up, and Miles nearly beat both of them to the to the finish line in a three <laughs> wide finish again. Um, but Sorensen actually came out with the victory, Miles second, and then Leonard in third. But as you said, the points uh, that Christian Miles was able to accrue, uh, he ends up being the champion. In the USPKS Mini Swift category, and like uh, Gallowina, he's going to France as well. He will be in France, yes, his first international event as well. So the Miles family will be, uh, you know, they can't drive over to France, so they're gonna have they're gonna have to fly <laughs> over there because we we know they like to drive to all the races. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be JT and, and Christian for sure. I'm not sure if the whole family will be heading over there, but uh, the the whole Miles family will definitely be cheering on uh, Christian as he as he takes on the the mini field over there. Yeah. Good for them. That's cool. Um, Kai Swords ends up second in points. Uh, it takes the winner's circle package. Max Garcia actually coming home in third spot overall in the championship. He takes the engine. Uh, David, one more category to go here in this uh, race report, which is again brought to you by precision karting technologies. Let's wrap it up uh, with Microswift. Micro Swift was basically a two-driver fight throughout the weekend. Our, our top two uh, championship contenders with Ayrton Grimm leading the championship over Spencer Conrad. Conrad came into the race with three victories of his own, but a DNF in one of the rounds where Ayrton Grimm won uh, was the kind of the difference in the championship standings. Well, Grimm yeah. basically knew he had to keep Conrad in his sights throughout the weekend and kind of did that Uh 
early on, especially in qualifying in the pre-final. Conrad came away with fast time in qualifying, but Graham came out uh, with a photo finish win in the pre-final. Uh, the two kind of went back and forth after what a, a red flag shuffled up the field early in the main event. But again, another photo finish. And I think what was our closest finish uh, throughout the weekend uh, when the two came across the line, it was one thousandth of a second separating the two wow. with uh, Ayrton <laughs> Grimm getting his second win on the win or on the season over over Spencer Conrad. Uh, Kai Johnson ended up finishing third after all that red flag shuffled out everything. So obviously with a good finish, Grimm was in a pretty good spot heading into Sunday's events. Uh, let's uh, let's hear from you where everybody finished there. Definitely. Yeah. He had the uh, advantage going in on Sunday. So Conrad knew he had to, to try and win out all the sessions he could. He had fast time in qualifying, but that was taken away after his clutch uh, failed the stall speed uh, engagement uh, test that they do uh, for certain categories here and there. So that took away the top qualifying uh, points for him. Uh, But then uh, Conrad came from 13th, dead last to all the way up to uh to the lead to score the win in the pre-final uh but again the top two with Grimm and conrad broke away from the field and and settled it with another photo finish at the line uh and again once again Ayrton Grimm scoring the victory and locking up the championship with his third uh win on the season all nitro podium as well i see on sunday Yep, Carson Weinberg, who was involved in that red flag on Saturday, was able to bounce back and come back with a solid third-place finish, which helped him end up uh, third in the championship chase as well. All right, David, let's wrap this thing up, my friend. Uh, Great stuff so far. A lot of good insight from the finale uh, weekend of the USPKS this year. Let's talk... uh, Let's talk Constructors Championship. Who, uh, which brands? uh, We just talked about Nitro getting a couple of wins, but which brands uh, really kind of stepped up? Well, Tony Cart had the most victories on the weekend with five, but as we saw in the cadet categories, Nitro Cart grabbed three victories. Cosmic and FA Cart each had two, with Merlin and Comp Cart completing the winners. But again, like I said, we had CRG that was quick. We had Techno that was quick. We had uh, a number of other brands that were that were Expre were quick as well too. Um, so a lot of number of different brands that were there. Uh, in contention for the victories. It just uh, shook out the way it did. So record turnout for the 2019 season. I'm sure you had a chance to talk with the crew, Mark Coates and the crew a little bit. They, uh, they must feel really good uh, heading into the, the, you know, the 2020 season. Yeah. Heading into their eighth season. So wrapped up the seventh season this year and uh, yeah, momentum is certainly building for, for 2020. But before that, we're going to have to, uh, to wait and see what the four drivers who represent, uh, the USPKS program, MG Tires and IAMI USA East uh, do at the IAMI International Final there in Lamas, France this October. Nice. Uh, of course, the crew there, Mark and the whole crew, David, now kind of changing their focus. They're still, the USPKS is done, but they also promote the Route 66 Sprint Series and they've got races still to come. They do. They got two rounds left. Uh, the first one, which will be uh, the fourth event of the season, will be August 17th through 18th at Concept Haulers Motor Speedway in Norway, Illinois. So that's coming up around the corner. And then they wrap it up, I believe, in September at Mid-State Raceway in Central yep. Illinois. All right, folks, let's cap off this particular edition of the EKN Debrief, as we always do with the EKN Trackside Live race calendar. David and I'll let you know where we're going to be, where we're going to have live coverage in the, in the coming month. Uh, this particular 
edition of the race calendar presented by IAMI USA East, which is the East Coast distributor of the hottest two-cycle engine program in American karting, featuring the SSE-175cc shifter, the X30, KA100, and Swift engines, which can be found at club, regional, and national racing events all over the country. IAMI USA East supports strong programs like the USPKS, the WKA Manufacturers Cup Series, the F-Series Gear Up Challenge, the Texas and Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, the Route 66 Kart Racing Series, and the Sunshine State Karting Challenge. Find info on all of their products and all of their dealers at IamiUSAEast.com. All right, David, uh, three events that were essentially hitting in August. One of them is kind of straddling the August and September weekend, the Labor Day weekend. Uh, what have we got? Nothing this weekend. You and I get a little break before we set up to head to the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals, August 9th, 10th, and 11th. The finale of the Pro Tour at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Yeah, we're hearing word that senior and junior categories in the IME X30 divisions have moved to 48 entries in each. So Man. that the wait list has been extended to 48, or the, the full entry has been extended to 48. Uh, I believe Mini Swift was close to selling out. So we have, I, I, I'm pretty sure they have over 200 entries uh, confirmed for the weekend. So should be a, another big event as Newcastle always is and the Summer Nationals as well. Um, looking forward to seeing how the championships unfold. Uh, we have a number of tight battles going in, uh, especially in, in Pro Shifter and Pro Shifter 2. Uh, I believe uh, we have a couple close ones in Mini Swift and Micro Swift as well. So I think I think Senior is pretty much locked up with Norberg should he have no issues on the weekend. Uh, but And then also as well, Junior should be pretty exciting as well. And of course, you'll have season uh, race previews going into that uh, that event. Uh, look for that next week. Uh, of course, David now will be landing on Thursday. We'll be doing full coverage Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll do the uh, the final practice session as we always do on Friday, and then live coverage on the EKN Radio Network from qualifying, pre-finals, and finals of this year's Supercarts USA Summer Nationals. At that point, little break in the action, Dave. You're back uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, the 25th edition of the Rock Island Grand Prix, August 31st to September 1st. I'm going to be uh, at Portland International Raceway with Road to Indy and IndyCar, but, man, I'm a little bit jealous, as you know, because you get a chance, you and Tim Coyan, uh, to be at the Rock Island Grand Prix. This will be my 16th straight Rock Island, which is yeah. it's, it's crazy because – you know, we ha- you know, as we talked about, you know, there's not there's not a lot of long running events. I mean, we have the Supernats, which you know, I I've missed one since working here, but uh, so I don't have a streak going there. But I've been to a lot of them. Uh, but this is the this is the one event that I've been to pretty much every year that uh, I've been working with e carding news and and yeah. so it's uh, you know it's it's a blast. You know, just being there. Uh, I don't think it's as fun as it used to be because back in those early days, we had a lot of a lot of people, a lot of friends that were there that just, I mean, no matter where you looked and no matter what bar you were at, you were you were drinking with somebody Dude. you knew. <laughs> Dude, you were also 24. Yeah, well, that makes things. <laughs> about- well, that's what I'm saying. Like all, all the people that used to be there, they're all old now like you. They're like 50 that's and it. older. And, and That's it. And now you're collecting, you know, AARP cards instead of, you know, shots. We're going out for dinner. We're having a post-dinner post cocktail. 
and we're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I know. But so I'm I'm Although, trying to hang with the young guns that are that are there now. So it, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't exactly work out in my favor every time. But it's it, you know it, it, it's 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 still a good time to be you know again. Rock Island is fun on and off the track, as they keep saying. And let's say this, dude, you're going to be bringing the gear with you. You're putting the helmet, and the suit back on again. Do a little more racing again. Yeah, it's, it's going to be cool just to be part of the 25th edition, especially racing. Yeah. Uh, going back with uh, with Margay Racing and the Ignite program, going to race in the Masters class. So uh, I, I'm hoping I have a shot at winning that damn that that damn rock. I, you know, I, I you know what? I'll obviously be in Portland, but I'll be watching uh, race monitor the whole time, hoping that you actually do get a chance to get, to get a big race win there. So I'll be crossing my fingers but, for you, David. <laughs> You know, it, it, the, 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 the competition now has just gotten so much it is. better and increased. And with the, with the amount of drivers that now are racing, you know, you got guys like Tim Hannon that are now going to be racing in masters and, yep. and you got to race all these guys at, at, at battle of the brickyard. And so I was kind of jealous in that, right. But now I'm looking at it at rock. Island. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> it's going to be like five times harder now to, to try and win this damn thing. Let's let's do this as well. So obviously, Rock Island, one of the big Ignite Challenge races from Argay. They've also got the Ignite Challenge at the Elkhart uh, Grand Prix, uh, the street race that USAC Karting's putting on their second of the two events that they're doing, the Thor Industries Elkhart Riverwalk Grand Prix. I believe I got that right. Yes. Uh, so if you're if, if you're looking to come to Rock Island and or the Elkhart Grand Prix weekend, and you don't want to travel, let's say you're in California, Pacific Northwest, wherever. And you don't want to you don't want to tra- travel all this stuff. You don't want to you don't want to haul the trailer up. Margate's got a badass deal going. I'm not exactly sure what it is off the top of my head, David, but they got a sweet package price for both of those race events. So you can all you got to do book your hotel, come up, and I'm telling you, and I'll, I'm working on the article right now from from the Brickyard event to to kind of give my chronicle my my time with Margate. But that weekend at, at the Brickyard, being under their circus tent with the support they give mechanics. Uh, you know, everybody in the hospitality side of it, nobody's doing what Margay's doing. So if you want to be part of the Rock Island Grand Prix and part of the Elkhart uh, Grand Prix as well, I'm telling you, what a great p- package they've got put together. Essentially a ride and drive, Dave, for both of those races. Well, Super and cool. I can speak firsthand because the first year I did it, I wrecked in the first race that I was in. And so I was able to step away and 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 the, the amount of experienced mechanics that they have working there is phenomenal and so you didn't have to worry about you know getting in there and and trying to fix everything in a hurry because their mechanics will take care of everything making sure everything's done the right way and uh you know it's 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 always a blast to be part of that tent uh, especially at rock island so david's back as he said for his 16th straight run to rock island when he started working for for me at ecardi news and at uh, at that point supercar illustrated magazine uh, but that's the August 31st, September 1st weekend. Tim Coyne will be on the mic. David, of course, handling the full EKN trackside live coverage. He's going to do some racing as well. Uh, we'll all be, uh, I'm sure that everybody in the EKN nation is going to be crossing their fingers and wishing the best for David in that event. Uh, hopefully he can come away with one of them damn rocks. Uh, and ho- hopefully nobody starts a hashtag beat David Cole that weekend either. Well, I was thinking about getting t-shirts done actually, but maybe well, not. Yeah, I was going to say with the amount of competition in the in the class, you might be uh, losing some me, money. <laughs> cost me a lot of money. You're right. Now, David, you'll be in the hunt. I have no doubt. You're always very fast at Rock Island. Hopefully, you have a good weekend. But folks, hey, we're done. We've wrapped up uh, episode number fifty three of the EKN debrief. Thank you to David Cole for uh, giving us the full report from his trip to Newcastle Motorsports Park. 
we are done. It is Tuesday. Lots of more work still to come. We're just about a little over a week away from heading to the Supercarts USA Summer Nationals. As David said, he'll be doing the full previews, and we'll be trackside uh, come Friday morning. Looking forward to getting there to the final round of the Pro Tour. Of course, then I'll be heading for another Scusa Ray Streets of Lancaster in September, and then we'll wrap up our EK and trackside live season, as we always do, at the Super Nationals in Las Vegas in November. Folks, we're done here for this particular podcast. On behalf of David Cole, thank you so much for tuning in here to the EKN Radio Network. If you haven't downloaded the app yet and you're listening to this as a podcast, download the EKN Radio uh, Network app to your mobile device 24-7, 365 carding content, courtesy of us here at the EKN Radio Network and eCardingNews.com. We got a This weekend Carding coming up as well very soon. Look for that on the EKN Radio Network. But until then, we're done. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.